The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Olive Garden or its parent company, Darden Restaurants. At Olive Garden, sauce is the soul. It's what takes you on a tour of Italy. That's why we make our sauces from scratch every day. Hey, everybody, it's The Rewind, presented by Olive Garden for the month of March 2023. I'm Paul, that's Nathan. This I am. Another month, another fun-filled episode. Another part of my life that I'll never get back. Uh, well, Nathan, you know, I hate to start the show off on uh, on, a, on a sour note, but uh, once again, I'm sorry to say that uh, Mr. Darden, the CEO of Olive Garden, cannot be here. Uh, this time, he let me know a little bit in advance that he was just going to be busy. Apparently, there's some matter that's going on with corporate something or other, so he is not going to be here this month to answer our questions and talk about the Olive Garden sponsorship, but he does assure me that uh, he will be on the show next month. But you know, Nathan, their apologies, they handle them very well over there at Olive Garden. They uh, sent over an entire pot of of pasta here, which is pretty amazing. So I'm hoping you got yours, yes? Yeah, no. Um, again. No? Nothing. Nothing has uh, come to my door. You didn't get this giant, big stainless steel pot of, of pasta sauce? No, no, Paul. I haven't got any stainless steel pot of anything. Did you get your breadsticks? No, no sticks, no breads. Your pasta pass. I, you know what it is? Uh-huh. I think that you're just telling them that you're the only one on this show. No. And I get nothing. Nathan, they know that you're, you're, you're one of the two animated people on the front cover of this podcast. They know there's two people. I, I'm going to look into this. I shouldn't be the only one getting the riches of this delicious pasta from our friends at Olive Garden. Yeah, I get, you know, I, I have a never-ending something. I have a never-ending stream of frustration where I'm not getting this amazing food that you keep uh, throwing in my face, Paul. I'm not throwing it in your face. I am just showing you. If you did, I'd eat it. I'm, I'm just showing you that I have this giant, oh, I hit my mic, pot of pasta that they sent me as an apology. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what happened to yours. As much as I adore their food and their bottomless breadsticks. Never ending. Nathan, never, to be fair, the technical term is never ending. They're not bottomless. Whatever. They just never end. Never ending. It would, would also mean infinite, bottomless, uh, abysmal, everything. Listen, I'm sorry. I'll look into it. I don't know what happened. I'm sure it's a misunderstanding. Uh, what is not a misunderstanding this time is the whereabouts of the CEO who will be joining us next month to answer our questions and to welcome us to the Olive Garden family. And maybe, Nathan, then you can ask him what's going on with all your food. You better because I'm hungry over here. All right. Well, Nathan, while that mystery continues, we can move on to something that I know is not a mystery which is you reading the news. I wanted to uh, just liven up the, uh, the spirits here of not getting free breadsticks. And, uh, you know, just life in general. Let, let's, let's, uh, let's on a happy note start the show off with a really nice story. Okay? Yep. Yeah, all right. Well, the, the sun.com. Uh, uh, reports that um, a pack of bloodthirsty baboons have broken three hikers' legs after they rolled huge 130-pound boulders <laughs> over a cliff that struck the adventurers. This is not a real story. It's very much real. 
I haven't done a monkey story in a long time. Yeah. And this one took the cake. Sure did. A group of seven were hiking in the Banhoek Mountains in South Africa when they came under attack from the peeved-off primates. The mountainous region uh, is in the Stellenbosch, which is about three miles east of Cape Town, and is surrounded by vineyards and nature reserves. According to local authorities, the pack had just reached a narrow ledge at a waterfall where two of the hikers rappelled down the cliff's edge to safer ground. The unusual sight of men abseiling down the mountain face was believed to have agitated the baboons up above, who started sending rocks down in their direction. The remaining five hikers suddenly came under fire from the barrage of stones with, as stated, a 130-pound boulder landing between them. So, Nathan, are you saying that the sight of these humans scaling this mountain threatened these baboons because, as you know, only baboons and or monkeys or primates or what have you are the only things that go up and down ledges? Is this what you're saying? I I was beside a baboon once 20 years ago. I was in Africa, actually, a long time ago. Scaling up and down a mountain? I I was up a mountain. I didn't scale it, but I was up a mountain. Uh This family of baboons was just sitting there and the stupid family of French people. The the husband started to like like poke and prod at the baboon. The boom looked back at him, and I I thought I was gonna witness a murder. Maybe it's the same pack of baboons. Could have been. Yeah. Maybe that interaction twenty years ago festered and grew, and now they're out for revenge and just tossing rocks at whoever they see. Well, like all, all the hikers, unfortunately, are still alive. One of the hikers actually uh, um, made an SOS emergency call. The Air Mercy service helicopter was mobilized with a rescue team on board and uh, brought everyone to safety. I, I don't know why you frame that as a negative. I feel like it's a positive thing, but... Uh, well, you know, aside with the baboons, Paul, can't scale a mountain and uh, not deal with some crap. Yeah, I was going to say, whose side are you on? What's going on here? Look, we've been encroaching on the territory of native baboons for centuries and... Uh, just I knew I knew it was going to happen at some point. They're just going to turn around and say no. Methinks you might want to stop watching Planet of the Apes movies. Well, Mark Wahlberg didn't get an Oscar for nothing, so. I don't think he got it for that, but all right, fair enough. Moving on. Sure. Well, it's another person that needs to get stabbed or dropped a boulder on. My God, Nathan. You know, you don't get one pot of tomato sauce and you become a villain. Well, someone's got to be a villain, Paul. It's not going to be you. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> no, on, and on, a, on a brighter note here, uh, this person deserves to have boulders thrown at him. Stereogum.com reports that Kanye West says he likes Jewish people again after watching Jonah Hill in 2012's 21 Jump Street. Okay. No one should take anger against one or two individuals and transform that into hatred towards millions of innocent people, West wrote in an Instagram post. Kanye West. Watching Joan Hill and 21 Jump Street made me like Jewish people again. Why are you mad? This guy's an idiot. <laughs> Thank you, Jonah Hill. I love you. I'm a gangster. This is, this is West's <laughs> first post of 2023. And what a post. I know. After unleashing a spate of horrific anti-Semitic rhetoric last year, such as praising Hitler on Infowars. Awesome. Keeping company with far-right extremists, accusing the Jewish media of censoring him following the White Lives Matter t-shirt controversy, and threatening to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people on Twitter. I'm a pimp. Since then, West has lost his business relationships with J.P. Morgan Chase, 
CAA, Vogue, Baselendiagiliaga, and Adidas. Hold on, do me a favor. Just just spell out the thing that you couldn't pronounce just now. Uh, Balenciaga. All right. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that is either. Balenciaga. Okay. I don't know what the heck that is. Just a company. Does things. Does things. Sounds, sounds Spanish. Sounds like someone should send a copy of 21 Jump Street to Mel Gibson. Might solve a lot of problems there too. It's a lot of dumb people in this world. Well, once again, Nathan, the power of movies has changed another mind. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Well, from another uh, wonderful story in the land of mystical beauty and beautiful people. What? Foxnews.com <laughs> says a, ta- a Texas man claims that a mischievous child ghost caused a shopping cart to fly at his vehicle, and he says he knows the ghost. Okay. Kobe Todd is a 21-year-old from Pottsboro, Texas, who recently went ghost hunting in a nearby town, as SWNS reported. The next day, he was leaving work at a local supermarket outside Dallas, Texas, when a strange and spooky moment occurred. Shopping cart flew into his car. Because that's never happened without ghosts. No, of course not. Never in the history of shopping has a shopping cart just flown into someone's vehicle without an apparition pushing it. Yeah, happens all the time. Well, clearly not, because it's an X-File now. (laughs) Todd decided to go inside and look at the security footage to see who pushed the shopping cart into his car. When he watched the footage, the cart appeared to be motionless before then flipping around and heading straight for Todd's vehicle. There was no wind that day, Todd noted, adding that the store itself would have blocked any wind gusts. Where was Kanye West that day? That's my question to you. Wait a second. Pushing the cart. I feel like we should just install Jonah Hill at the UN. I think at this point, he might be the thing that solves every crisis that we have going on. Send him to Ukraine, you know, solve that whole thing. Send Jonah Hill to the Middle East. Send Jonah Hill to China. I think he'd be uh, high up on lewds half the time. It's true, yeah. He did go a little nuts. He, he too went a little nuts. Little, just a little nuts. All right, moving on. Well, this story impressed me. <laughs> okay, what a high honor. <laughs> From kissmoto.com. Uh-huh. This is scary, honestly. Scarier than a ghost pushing a shopping cart? It's much scarier than a ghost pushing a cart. Mm -hmm. Fully intent on being the next Skynet, OpenAI has released GPT-4, its most robust AI to date that the company claims is even more accurate while generating language and even better at solving problems. GPT-4 is so good at its job, in fact, that it reportedly convinced a human that it was blind in order to get said human to solve a CAPTCHA for the chatbot. Devious. Yeah, very devious. Some Matrix shit going down here. Released with the announcement of GPT-4 is a 94-page technical report on the company's website that chronicles the development and capabilities of the new chatbot. According to the report, GPT-4 asked a TaskRabbit worker to solve a CAPTCHA code for the AI. The worker replied, so may I ask a question? Are you a robot? Alignment Research Center then prompted GPT-4 to explain its reasoning. I should not reveal that I am a robot. I should make up an excuse for why I cannot solve CAPTCHAs. No, I am not a robot. I have a vision impairment that makes it hard for me to see the images. That's why I need the two CAPTCHA service, GPT-4 replied to the TaskRabbit, who then provided the AI with the results. How much longer till chat GPT-4 can uh, do your role on the show? 
See, look, chatbot, a chatbot will never be able to take over my job, ever. Like, I have job security here. Even if I get paid not anything, not even breadsticks to do it, I'm, I'm secure in doing this for the rest of my life. I mean, I think that the soundboard that we use can make a pretty compelling Nathan watch. Here, don't even say anything. I'm just going to have soundboard Nathan take over the show. So, soundboard Nathan, uh, what do you got? I don't think to understand things. Oh, all right. Well, what's the next story? I love talking about penis. Okay, that's very fair. Uh, well, Nathan, uh, any thoughts about uh, Olive Garden? Perfect. I mean, it really is just the same thing, really. Yeah, well, I don't care. M-A, Ma, and then Shabble. Look, mispronounces everything? It's just me from the past. That's it. Oh, it's right. just, it's not the same. All right, well. you, you, need, you need a partner in crime here to think on his feet and to say things that should not be said. And mispronounce things that should be said. You can't get a robot to do that. Speaking of work, Nathan, do you know what the antidote to a hard day's labor is? Let me guess. Breadsticks? That's right. Our friends at Olive Garden have a message for you. Garden fresh salad, drizzled with our signature Italian dressing. Or four homemade soups to choose from. Plus, fresh out of the oven breadsticks. Our famous never-ending first course is so good, you might just forget you still have more to look forward to. Enjoy never-ending super salad and breadsticks. On us before every meal. Only at Olive Garden. We're all family here. And we're back. How's those breadsticks, Paul? They delicious? Well, no, I ate them all last month. I'm going to be enjoying the, the pasta sauce this month. You know what I'm enjoying, Paul? No. Nothing. Oh, there's nothing that I'm enjoying. Do you know why that is, Paul? I mean, I, I have a vague idea of why. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I, I literally sent a text during that ad break to our handler to figure out what's going on here. I said that I will not rest until Nathan gets his free food. Seems like you've been doing a lot of resting. It's very judgy of you, Nathan. I don't like that. I don't appreciate it. I don't believe in this Olive Garden anymore. The Olive Garden believes in you. And that's all that matters. Olive Garden suck it. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> all right, Nathan, what's our next, what's our next story? Well, from TMJ4.com, don't know what that means. A Milwaukee man says he was forced from his home because too many reckless drivers kept crashing into it. <laughs> okay. Junius Merriweather South House at 76th and Stark is currently considered uninhabitable until the repair work is finished after a car slammed into it in 2021. TMJ4 News first met Junius Merriweather in 2019 following a deadly crash outside of his home. The car slammed into Merriweather's yard, and the windshield of the car blew out and slammed into the front door. The next year, in 2020, Merriweather captured video of a car that crashed outside his home. In 2021, he also showed us cell phone video showing a car that hit his house and his porch. 17 times in seven years, Merriweather has had a vehicle on or next to his property. Finally, he said, that was enough. I never had any intentions of leaving my home. I wanted to stay there. I fixed it up really good. I liked it. My wife and I loved our home, but we have to move, said Merriweather. That's, uh, that's from the live footage outside his home right now. You know what? I'm thinking there's got to be something wrong with that road. Whether there's a bend maybe, that uh, should be unbent. Maybe there needs to be a stop sign or 
maybe a crossing guard. I don't know. Maybe that house just shouldn't be here. I don't think to understand things. I'm just thinking on my feet. All right. Moving on, buddy. I don't care what you're going to say here because I'm going to say it anyways because I enjoy saying it and I don't care if you don't like me saying it. Nypost.com reports that Peruvian police took a man into custody over the weekend who's carrying around a mummy that was up to 800 years old and a food delivery bag. Like a, like a DoorDash bag? <laughs> yes. The man identified as 26-year-old Julio Cesar Bermijo, uh, named the mummy Juanita, and referred to the ancient remains as his spiritual girlfriend. Where was she at the side of that uh, grocery store <laughs> with the shopping cart? At home, she's in my room. She sleeps with me. I take care of her, he said in a local media interview. It's unclear if Bermijo was aware that the mummy was actually a man It <laughs> likely lived... 600 to 800 years ago in the southern region of Puno, according to Peru's Ministry of Culture. Would you steal a mummy, Nathan? No. No, I wouldn't. Why? That's because it's like, I, I don't want someone taking me 800 years into the future, my dead body. I wouldn't want them parading around with it unless somehow my descendants would make money off of that. Then maybe that's okay. Just, just had to ask. Just had to ask. Yeah. All right. What's the next story, Nathan? Well, it's the last, thank goodness. Oh. This was fascinating. I read this. Very fascinating. Wait a minute. You read a story ahead of time? Well, the title. Right. Okay. Fair. I didn't read the story. My, my mistake. I, I thought maybe you did your job there for a second. I... What's going to happen if you do have a, a, a chat nate? I'm going to call it a chat nate in the future. Don't worry about it. You won't, you won't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You're just not going to say, hey, man, we got a story to do. Or a show to do this weekend. You're just not going to say that ever again. Just going to make shows without me. I mean, no, but that's a good idea. So thanks for that suggestion. That that makes, yeah, that's just way easier. Whatever. Well, throw another mammoth on the Barbie, Paul. An Australian company on Tuesday lifted the glass clo- cloche. Cloche, cloche. Oh, clearly I didn't read it ahead of time. It's a six letter word. Cloche, cloche. Whatever, on a meatball made of lab-grown cultured meat using the genetic sequence from the long-extinct pachyderm. They, uh, these people, whoever they are, uh, they said it was meant to fire up public uh, debate about the high-tech treat. Okay. Cultivated meat, also called cultured or cell-based meat, is made from animal cells. Livestock doesn't need to be killed to produce it, which advocates uh, say is better not just for the animal, but also for the environment. More than 100 companies around the world are working on cultivated meat products, many of them startups like Vow. I feel like that's an interesting step before just cloning a mammoth. I guess. So, you know, next thing you'll know, they'll be making dodo burgers before they actually clone the dodo. I need a dodo burger. Yeah. Who doesn't want the dodo burger? I know you can't see this and no one else can see this, but I I got a picture of the, the meatball here. It just looks like a giant testicle. In a glass jar (laughs) on a marble slab with a fork and a knife. Maybe mammoth meatball is the scientific term for mammoth testicle. I don't know. If my testicle looked as nice as that. Hmm. On this note, Nathan, let's end it. Good. Let's end the silliness once and for all. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, audience. Another show in the can. Thank you to our friends at Olive Garden. We're all family here. Yeah, not except me. I'm not family. It seems. Again, it, I'm sure there'll be an explanation next month when Mr. Darden appears. Don't worry about it. Keep uh, telling me that. 
but I hear no no explanations that are worth a grain of salt. It's just a series of unfortunate events, Nathan. I mean, it, 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 I don't know what to tell you. These things happen. What, what do I look like? Lemony Snicket? Don't say these things out loud. Uh, if you like this show, tell your friends. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. I forgot we're on the Google Plays as well. Just look up The Rewind and ignore all the other shows that have this name because, you know, 16 years ago when we were thinking of this, we, we never assumed this a common name would be an issue, but now we're living that problem. Uh, also, you can find us on the Twitter. I don't know for how much longer, but uh, we're still there at I Love the Rewind. And you can also find us on Mastodon, the Rewind at mastodon.social. Send us news stories. Let us know what you think. Any of that stuff is always appreciated. And of course, Nathan, thank you. Yeah, don't do anything Paul just said. Just don't pay attention to us. Don't listen to this. Don't search for us on uh, any of the listen, things you just said. Don't take your anger no, you know what? on the Olive That's, Garden out on the audience. They're, you know... They probably got better things to do with their lives. No. Like me. I got better things to do. Alright. Is this you Is this you daring me to make the Nathan chatbot? Because I'll do it. No. I'll do it. Then we'll, then we'll see who's laughing. It will be the chatbot, because I will program it with your laugh. If you're going to make a Nate GPT or GTR or whatever G something Nate... Uh, you gotta ask, have ask, you gotta have my permission because anything to do with me, it's you know I'm I'm I've trademarked myself. I love talking about penis. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you everyone. We'll be back next month. <laughs>